Hello, welcome to another episode of the Photographers Keeping It Real podcast. For episode 21, I'm welcoming one of the nicest people in the wedding photography world, the wonderful Alan Law. Alan is a wedding photographer, founder of This Is Repertage and This Is Repertage Family, and he runs his own wedding photography workshops called Law School. In this episode, we discuss the highs and lows of running awards and photography communities. I get podcast tips from Alan, who has released over 132 podcast episodes of his own. And we talk about speaking at workshops, initial calls of potential couples, and much, much more. Alan's last law school workshop for 2023 is on October the 11th in Cornwall. And as many past guests of this podcast have said, it's one of the very best things you can do for your documentary wedding photography business. Follow the links in the show notes for all the information and to book your place now. This is Repertage. have just announced their Christmas party for 2023, uh, which will be in central London on Monday, the 11th of December. Find out all the information in the show notes, and hopefully I'll see you there. For the extended exclusive members-only version, I chat to Alan about his lead sources, uh, marketing, um, and we he includes one new lead source that is working for him, especially for his local Cornwall, Cornwall weddings. We talk about the importance of networking and being part of communities, and Alan shares some great insight into entering awards, and we discuss how 2024 is looking for his business. So if you are a member, remember to use your link and uh, yeah, check out the extended version. Thanks again to Alan for all his time and insights. Let's get on with the show. Photographers keeping it real. Photographers keeping it real. This is our podcast, we've never done this before, we practice just a little bit. So we apologize if it's a bad shit I know so good, oh yeah. Cool, so Alan, welcome to the podcast. Um, I know you're well known within the industry, uh, you've been on a few podcasts recently, so the Dot Cast with Nine Dots. To have and download with Alex Benyon. So I'll link to those below. So if anyone wants to listen to those back, um, you can find the links below as well. So rather than just repeat everything, I thought let's jump straight in and talk about awards a little bit. So I've been running PKR now for exactly a year um, at the time of recording this, so in September. And um, it's been a massive learning curve for me, to say the least, into the world of photography communities and awards and, and that kind of thing. Um, what have you learned over the years of running This Is Repertage that's helped your own photography, do you think? Oh, man, that's a good question straight in. It was straight in, straight, big, yeah. Straight in with a big question. Wow. Oh, well, okay. That is a big question, isn't it? Um, and congrats on you and, and doing PKR for you, man. Thank that's you, awesome. Really cool. Um, I imagine that must have been, it must have been super exciting, you know, taking that over, but it must have been daunting, daunting as well, taking over someone else's, you know, when they started it as well and making it your own as well. So hats off to you for that. Uh, yeah, that's awesome um what have i learned man gosh um well it's been a roller coaster you know i don't know about you but when i started it um it was been a roller coaster for my own work you know I've, i'd always been looking at loads of people's images um ever since i've been a wedding photographer i get inspiration from it but then suddenly when you're being you know presented with thousands of award entries from like amazing photographers all over the world it made me like feel like insecure about my own work again you know it is a it's a funny thing isn't it it's a do you, you know do you feel like that as well now because you must look, I bet you probably don't look at all submissions but you look at some and it's 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 talent out there it's crazy 
Yeah, it is. I I saw. I, I look through. At least I have a good scan through. And sometimes I'll. Uh, I think when at the first couple of rounds I did, I looked into it a bit deeper to see who was entering and and that, that mm. kind of thing. Just for me, you know, to help me kind of with the membership. But um, but yeah, I don't get as many entries as you, I imagine. So yeah, it's not as difficult to look through them all, such. But um, yeah, it is hard, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because then I'm like, you know. You even just seeing people on Instagram and stuff, you can get a little bit of imposter syndrome. But when you're literally seeing, like, say, everyone's best of work, they're submitting four awards and some of the best, um, especially for you guys at TI, obviously, some of the best, literally the best documentary wedding photographers in the world who are submitting, it's, it is hard. And, like, but mm. I've tried to, like, yeah, I've tried to, I mean, we can talk a bit about imposter syndrome, but I've tried to, like, move myself away from it a little bit in terms of, like, not, yeah, try not to think of it too much of looking at what's happening. And I still, I don't know about you, I still obviously enter other awards like TAR and Masters have done a little bit this year and stuff. And like, so I still do enter other awards, obviously not my own, but um, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, you that, can't yeah. enter your own. No, you can't. <laughs> I do so, find that funny when some people have entered their own awards. And persons like, yeah. yeah but it's yeah. interesting because yeah. like with the rules and stuff, like you say, when it, with me taking over, like um, obviously I'm, this the first, I think the first round or two was just on the back of, like they were still mid through the year type thing, which was a weird PKI okay. was set up in a weird way. Well, it didn't sort of run yearly, like annually and such. So I have changed that now. So we obviously start the first round in January, finish in December, and then our you know photographer of the year and top ten and stuff is announced in December, which I think is similar to what you do, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. kind of makes sense to me. So we've we've changed it to that. But um, yeah, so I kept the same rat. The rounds kind of similar when I took over, and then this year I've kind of obviously you've tweaked the rules a little bit. So like judges you know could enter before now they can't and a few little things like that right. which yes. to me just kind of made sense but it's i think the weird thing for me running it is it's just me that's it i mean me and sarah and my wife you know joint own it but in terms of like actually running it it's kind of me um yeah same as me with tir yeah so I, I can kind of just say well this is what a rule i think should be or this is what we'll do from now on and it just feels really weird for me to not have the power as such, but like just be trying to think what I think's fair or what, you know, what would I like to do and doing mm. it, but then you can't please everyone. Um, and no. that's been the biggest thing for me, less so of looking through people's images and feeling like, oh, my work's terrible. More of like, if you ever get backlash, like, oh, why'd you let this happen? Or why is this a thing? Or, you know, mm. why has someone won so many awards this round? And that can be hard to take sometimes. And I, don't, I haven't got the thickest skin, I think I've learned, which is kind of sometimes can be difficult with running a community i guess can't it that is so true yeah um what you said there um really about yeah you can't please everyone so i found that that has been a big thing for me over the years but it's the beauty and the downside of being on your own though i mean you don't have someone else to bounce ideas off but then you're not also swayed and you know i think that's really important in what we do same with our wedding photography you know i think it's so important to just be yourself uh trust your instincts and just do what you want to do so obviously yeah like you i get feedback on various elements of tir but if you just you know you try and listen to everyone but you've got to have your own opinions at the end of the day you've got to think well actually i think this is the way i want to do it and you've just got to go for it and you can't yeah as you say you can't please everyone and it can be especially when just starting out you know there are lots of people throwing ideas around what you should be doing what you shouldn't be doing you know some i remember feedback at the beginning some people were telling me well you shouldn't allow people that have won awards from like fearless or other awards bodies they shouldn't be able to enter the same awards and and i didn't agree with that you know i think why it's that's like that's like saying if a film won a bafta it shouldn't be able to be nominated for an oscar or whatnot you know it doesn't make sense does it if work is great then let it be rewarded by multiple bodies if if multiple judges think it's great and lots of different examples like that of people having different opinions and it's all yeah it's all good but you've got to have faith in your own convictions and but also, as you said, you've got to have a thick skin as well. Yeah. 
So you've had someone say, why is this person won so many awards in a single round? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's just because, you know, I don't know if it's like someone who's like, they're annoyed they didn't win or didn't quite understand mm. the process. I think part of it's on me to like explain. So I think I'll probably put a little video together, maybe chat to some of the judges from around and put a little something together of like, here's exactly how the process works. Because it is written out on the website, but it's probably not like a, a major part of it, which is, you know, I can, in my head, I think, oh, it's quite a fair system. This is yeah, how it yeah. works, but to other people publicly, maybe it doesn't look as like as obvious to them. So they're like, "Oh, how comes yeah, so and so won so many awards?" Or, but I'm like, "Well, I tried yeah. to explain. It's like, well, it's just you know, it's it's one of those things where they, you know, people are entering. Obviously, it's it's anonymous what they enter. The judges are just picking images, so they might pick. You know, people can enter up to ten images. So someone might win ten awards if all ten are amazing images, yeah. you know, and someone might win none or they might win mm -hmm. one. And sometimes, you know, like say different judges, like similar to you, we change judges each round. So some yeah. images will win one round and not the next round, uh, yeah. or they might not win and win later on. And it's kind of a, you know, sometimes people are just really good and you know, not just great photographers, but they're great at curating what they, you know, what they yeah. pick to to put into the awards and stuff so they're you know they just happen to be really That's good true. and obviously it's the one thing i know you said about not being into other you know other awards with images and like i know some people said to me and also about the longevity like they shouldn't be allowed to enter images that were taken longer than you know x amount of time ago mm -hmm. mm. but again that's a challenge i can see kind of see people's point in a way because like you know i say if you're not a member say of tir or something you've won loads of fearless awards you've got a massive back catalog of 10 plus years of amazing images you suddenly join like TIR or PKR or whatever. And then you're, you know, you could submit amazing, you know, fearless award-winning images every round. You may end up doing quite well that year, I guess, just by default of of the way yeah. that is. So it's, it's, it's a challenge, isn't it? Because like you say, you've just kind of got to go with what you think, I guess, is fair and, and stick with that. And yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I mean, I get that point about people being able to enter their back catalog. But my thoughts on that are that if an image, a great image was taken a few years ago, why does that, why is it, does that make it less worthy now of maybe being recognized just you know sometimes people have taken shots like five six years ago and, and not submitted to any other awards you know so this might be their first award so why is it should only not valid just because they took it a few years ago and also i just think <laughs> this is my my opinion on it that you know any awards bodies that say you can only submit work taken in the last 12 months or something like that i get the idea of that but how are they policing it you know, how are they policing it? Are they really like going through all the dates of the raw files and saying this was taken then? Uh, they're not, you know. So anything that adds extra levels of policing that people aren't actually doing, I just think just doesn't make sense. You know, I've seen awards bodies in the past say that it's only 12 months. And then I've seen awards won from that awards body. Well. I know that the photographers even won awards from it like three or four years ago. So it just makes it, uh, you know, I just think it's silly, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just that's what I mean. They're not uploading raws, obviously, right? So it's kind of like I would have to, what, look at every, each award-winging image and then try and go back through what someone's blog or Instagram and see, yeah. hey, wait a minute, you posted that two years ago on your Instagram and it's only supposed to be a year. And like you say, you'd, you'd have people complaining, then you'd have to go and look into it and remove an image maybe, or it just becomes a, and like you yeah. say, it's not, it's not, not worthy of winning just because it's, it's so yeah anyway it's a yeah it's just a challenge isn't it but that's the thing it's that that's been the hardest thing for me i think actually is like just take no, not even negativity because mm -hmm. i understand like people come back with constructive criticism on things and like say like you really i'm happy to take things on board and I look at it and i think actually is that a better approach or i might take a little bit of each you know feedback from people and kind of slightly tweak things and um yeah but yeah it's true so i don't know it's it's, 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 it's interesting it's difficult, I think, being, um, you know, the, the person who runs it, the figurehead or whatnot. It, it is difficult. And, 
you know, I don't know about you, I get messages all, all you know, so many times like, throughout the night as well, because I'm often friends with members as well. Um, so I get, you know, personal messages and Facebook Messenger all the time. And so, and I'm trying to, you know, try and help and get back to them straight away. But you can't always be answering at like half 11 at night, especially on awards deadline day. And anyone listening now who are a member of either TAR or PKIR, do submit before the deadline. Do it a good amount beforehand. Because, oh man, I don't know about you, but I still, I know I try to remind people all the time, but I still think it's something like 70% of submissions are in the last like five hours or something. Yeah, you're a lot better than I am actually. I need to, um, yeah, have a bit of a better schedule with reminding people, but I try and put it out. But like, you know, we've got a massive Facebook group because we don't, it's not like just members only, our Facebook group. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of everyone, there's loads of people in there. A lot obviously don't interact now or whatever, but it's, um, you know, so I'll post it in there, but a lot of people don't see that. And then I'll post it on our socials. But obviously, if you're not looking on socials, you're not seeing it. I do send emails out, but then some people have unsubscribed from emails. And then I've, you know, yeah. then so I'm not getting the members ones as well as the other, you know, any marketing ones, which I don't really send anyway at the minute. But it's, yeah, it's like a challenge, isn't it? Just try and remind as many people as possible. And then inevitably, as soon as I post, like, on socials like oh it's closed it's like oh wait what i didn't submit i forgot yeah like, well, <laughs> no. sorry um, every time yeah i know it's but, i guess yeah. it's the nature of us isn't it as photographers i guess a lot of us yeah, we do do things kind of last minute yeah but everyone i talk to on the podcast who does enter awards you know i always say like do you have this you know have you got a system and a lot of them are the same they're like not they might separate images where they think are you know worthy of an award or they've got a folder where they've entered to like say you know tir or feelers or something as well so they're going to enter them and but yeah, a lot of times people say, no, it's quite last minute. We just kind of pull a few that we like or whatever. And um, yeah, it yeah. just seems to be the way. And I'm the same as well. So it's not, um, so <laughs> I do get it. But yeah, I think a lot of my stuff's manual. Like people can password reset and stuff on their own. But um, in terms of like membership, so, you know, someone say they want to watch one of the videos we've got that's members only. They go on to watch it. They join as a member. I've got to manually sort of you know turn them from pending to a you know an actual member so obviously if someone's in a mm -hmm. different country or they're doing it like say in the middle of a day when i'm at a wedding or i'm trying to take a day off with the family i do feel bad if i see yeah. that kind of new member pop through and then it's like well, i've got to go and you know actually switch them into being a member so they can actually uh do that so if yeah. someone wants to join you know to submit to the awards they've obviously got to join um so yeah if they're doing that quite last minute it can be a bit tricky so i try and make sure i'm closing the awards on a day where and the kids are at nursery or, you know, I, I know I'm kind of around so that if people are trying to join to enter, they've, I can quickly, you know, turn them into a member so they can enter. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah same with me. Are they, I have to go on and, and approve mm. them as a member as well. But I've just, the way my, it's, it's, we just have our site set up differently. The, mm -hmm. and I think that's a good thing that you, you can change your kind of awards days to what suits you and stuff. Mine is very much, it's always the same date actually uh, throughout, you know, it's the same calendar day every two months. So if you go back through all the years, you'll see it's exactly the same uh, day, which has a benefit of that people, well, you know, I should publish the dates actually because they're always, they're always the same. Um, and it's good for me. I always know when they're going to happen but sometimes it means just occasionally the awards deadline can fall on like a saturday in the summer it doesn't happen all the time it's, it's yeah, still rare but sometimes it can and i understand that's not the best when people are working and stuff but i try and let people know when that happens you know to submit at least a day earlier or yeah not. i do think you're quite good at warning people but yeah it's it's tricky isn't it and i i think i'm, I'm gonna yeah i'll probably try for next year to do because i've got a rough idea of when you know obviously roughly when i'm going to close them so i'll probably try and have some forethought and uh go through the calendar and pick a few days, usually like a Tuesday or a Wednesday because the kids are at nursery. And I'll, um, yeah, I might try and publish the dates for the year ahead so people yeah. can at least put them in the calendar and they've got them, you know, there and then. But, um, but yeah, it's just one of those challenges, isn't it? You can't, like say, you can't please everyone. But yeah, that's that's the one thing I found sort of tricky. And I've tried to, the podcast I've loved doing, um, 
mm-hmm. the like we do a little video thing with um one photographer each month now and stuff so i've really enjoyed that like a zoom yeah um so yeah i think i've enjoyed the content a lot more and i think that's something i'm pushing more to try and benefit members because it's like you know what i want to that side is always really enjoyable and sometimes the awards can be i love seeing people it's winning stressful. especially if someone like wins their first one or you know i see it with tir a lot as well because obviously people you know lots of people posting how excited they are to have obviously won an award or a story award which is a big one and all these things it's like an amazing like i won my first tir award in the last round so it's like an yeah, amazing that's such a cool image yeah, <laughs> thank you it's, i don't know about that but it's, it's like yeah, a it's, not child friendly image i love that it's yeah really cool. it's cute but i didn't even think necessarily that would be the you know of all the things i've submitted ever i, I probably wouldn't have been the one i'd have thought would actually win an award which is yeah. funny and that's what it did so it's it's hard to know isn't it that's know, one of the yeah. things but um yeah that's no, cool you're liking that education side and i get i get that as well i enjoy doing the podcast i've done videos in the past i probably should do more of them as well there's already so so hats to juggle i've got the family side of reportage as well so you know obviously like you as well wedding photographer and you know do my workshops as well there's a lot to there's a lot to juggle so i know i could be doing more um i try and do as much as i can but there's always more that we could be doing isn't there i guess um, but yeah, it is exciting when people, when the awards come out, people sharing their awards. I do love to see that. I love to see fellow TIR members like congratulating people. You know, I love that community that has built up kind of around it as well. The physical sides of our Christmas party and stuff, seeing people there. I love all, I love all that. I do feel bad when I release the awards and people, you know, most people haven't won as well, though. I mean, that's a weird thing, isn't it? I remember when, you know, I was submitting to awards and obviously I wasn't winning all the time at all. There's loads of rounds where I wouldn't win something. Can it? it could knock your confidence you know it's not a nice feeling it's never a nice feeling and to then be some you know being the reason why someone's not one you know it's not my fault but you know <laughs> yeah. we're releasing the awards that's not a good thing so yeah i don't know how you feel about that do you ever think about that side? yeah it's really thing? tough isn't it i try and say like to people like if it gets you know if it gets you down so much like i'd rather you not enter in a way mm. in a weird way it's yeah. like if it's if it's a real issue like uh, you know i'm hoping that people take it like i do ti like i've said to people all the time like i enter i actually don't enter every i try and enter every round find and remember and i try and enter the max number of images and all that so you know it's quite a lot of images across the year and yeah. um you know i say i've won literally my first one um in th- this one i've been a member for years so it's yeah. um you know but i'm taking so it as like you say i look through who wins and it's like yeah they're amazing images and like sort of can try and you know obviously to a point you can kind of break down a little bit and be like right what yeah why do i think that one maybe won and mine hasn't and there's a lot of inspiration you can take from it a lot of learning and i'm just taking it as like you say it's an achievement for me to now have won one and now i want to try and win another or you know story awards on the back of my mind of something that i want to try and put a lot more time and effort into to try and win one of those and you know it's a challenge for me which is how i see it Um, and that's how i think yeah others should see it but it's still it's not like i never get down about it um it's funny though because this one i saw Obviously, I usually see people posting their like emails, you know, like you've won an award thing on Instagram and then obviously you post into like, you know, onto Facebook and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I mm-hmm. saw I saw that happening and obviously I hadn't I was like, Oh, I haven't had the email. Obviously, I haven't oh, won did you not round. get the email? Oh, no, no, so no. it was a, but so I didn't so I thought, oh, I just haven't won then. I went through I'll go through all the images. Usually I'll have a quick look through, depending on what I'm doing, just to see again who's won, because I'm interested in like, you know, some of my friends if they win and stuff and congratulating yeah. people. So I have a flick through and I saw my image, I was like, Wait, what? Oh, I've won one. That's amazing. And so, and then <laughs> oh, that's it was in cool. my spam, the email, like the you've won oh, the award. So yeah. I was like, ah, oh, amazing. 
But yeah, so oh, was, that's cool that way to cool. find out anyway. Yeah, it was so, nice. Um, yeah, that's like an extra surprise. It's like, yeah, yeah not getting the email and they get it. It's annoying about the spam. So that does happen quite a few yeah, times, same, actually. Same but what, me, can, yeah. what can we do? Do as much as we can. I can't. Yeah. Do. But no, it's amazing. But yeah, it's so nice. And obviously, I get messages sometimes when people are like, oh, yeah, I've never won an award before. Or let's like, say this is the first time. And so that's a really that's nice really feeling. Cool. People are really excited about that. And, and like you yeah. say, with the community for TI, is massive, isn't it? And I, like some of my friends who were, like, say, friends off the back of maybe seeing their work for the first time through TIR or, you know, and then meet up through things like Nine Dots and other things as well. And mm. that community for me has been a huge, like, so, so we met each other at the gathering last year, right? And I that's the yeah, first yeah. sort of community thing I'd done, really. I'd done a few workshops, like one-on-one things and that kind of stuff. But in terms of, like, the community-type get-togethers, that's the first thing I've done. Yeah, um, cool. And, yeah, it's it amazing because, it? like, there's a lot of people, I like, say, are new through TIR or through Nine Dots or through PKR and meeting them in real life and then, you know, me and like um, Holly and Patrick Matera, then, you know, we're going to meet mm. up with the kids soon because we're, we're done oh, that far cool. away. And so like, you know, it's like real friendships growing a little bit off these communities, which is always amazing. Yeah. Like I say, you see them winning awards so then them, people are messaging me to be like, oh, well done your TR award. And I'm, you know, I like say message people as well. And especially That's if you cool. know they're really trying to get, get one or they're trying to like, you know, it's a big thing for them. And so, yeah, mm. it just, it's really nice to see that. And I think um, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I don't know if it was with... Um, Rahul or Alex or someone but yeah they were um but yeah you were saying about the community's kind of grown almost organically in a way where you know mm. I get it was not something you've you you've orchestrated massively I mean the fact of you starting the community I guess and the Christmas party I guess adds a big part to it because I suppose people meeting in real life getting that end of year party and sort of being I, a celebrate together probably does create quite a good bond doesn't it going forward I, I think that's been a really important thing to do you know so I'm not into event management at all obviously I don't run a conference you know obviously I, I partner with um Doc Day as this reportage but I don't have anything to do with the running of that and that is all Kevin and Annie's idea you know it's literally not mine at all I just partner with them and help them promote it and they've made an amazing thing there but I can't, you know, man, I just don't, I, the pressure, I think, I don't know how like the nine dots guys do it, the pressure and stress of doing a conference. No, I just don't. Yeah. Not for me really. So the Christmas party is enough stress as it is. I always seem to have bad luck with like, like ultra snow or like London bombs, even like recently, you know, before a party and stuff. And, but it's amazing the effort that people do go to, um, like the last party, a couple of women came over from Holland, their flights are canceled on the morning, but they got the train even over, which is which is awesome. Um, yeah, so just to have that that physicality of literally just meeting up and seeing people, not being like always behind Messenger and Instagram, I think that is really, really cool. Yeah, and I know how people have like second shot for each other because they've kind of like got to know each other from TIR. And obviously they meet, they people get uh, relationships from all different communities, your community as well and lots of things. But it's nice to see specific ones that have happened because of, because of TIR as well. And yeah, it's just a lovely, lovely side element. I know the Facebook group for Reportage isn't too, um, isn't that used, but I, for me as well, it was always important. I never wanted a Facebook group that was all just kind of just putting in your images, you know, and people just pretending they want feedback from it when a lot of the time they just show look everyone look how great i am you know there's a lot of that in facebook groups and stuff and i i didn't want it to be another one that one like that and you also see a lot of kind of negativity in facebook groups and people's words maybe maybe being misconstrued or whatnot but i just didn't want that for reportage so even though it's not used that much it's used occasionally and it's a, a friendly way rather than it kind of just being showing off or kind of negativity so yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a real challenge to manage as well sometimes isn't it you find that and like say things can happen in there and you can't you know you can't look at it all the time so you kind of you know you're relying on other people and then you, you go back and we like say it's, ours isn't active at the minute really either which is 
a positive for me in a way because it's one less thing for me to have to worry about overly but i know in the past there's yeah. been issues in there and it's so like you know again when you take over something i haven't known it from the start so even though i've been a, i was a member of pkr for a while and i knew andy um previously because he lives quite close to me and stuff but um oh, cool. but yeah like other than that i hadn't you know i didn't know any of the workings of it obviously i was never like an administrator or anything like that on it or anything so i've kind of come in and you know as you chat to people you find out things that have happened in the past where you just think oh i don't yeah i don't need those kind of headaches and you know it's nicer mm. to to avoid that really if you can and there's a lot of facebook groups out there isn't there with a lot of other stuff to give so it's like you yes. don't necessarily need that as well but um yeah exactly. it's always yeah, nice that it's got the space there that you can use but yeah. Should we talk about the podcast a bit? So this is, I think if my maths is right, this will be episode 21 um, when it goes out. So third, and I think Andy did seven or eight or something. So I think this will be the 13th one I've done. Um, oh, unlucky. unlucky. Is, yeah, unlucky, but I think it'll be, it's a good <laughs> one, I'm sure. Don't worry. But yeah, so I mean, you. I think the last one you put out was 132, right? With Ollie Knight. Yes. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's a lot. Well done, firstly, because that's a lot of episodes. Oh, and I know, you. like, recording and you know, finding the time to do that and the editing, and getting stuff out there and promoting it and stuff is is really tricky. But have mm. you got any advice for me for to- podcast tips in general? That's <laughs> <the> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, 132 episodes. I mean, that yeah, that is mad. Um, I ne- when I started it, I never thought you know I'd I'd get to there. Um. I don't know. I just really, I do. I really enjoy it. You know, I get nervous for each one. Conversely, when I'm being interviewed by someone else like you today, I don't feel nervous. It's just cool. I think there's a lot more, there's a lot more pressure. I don't know if people maybe appreciate this uh, listening back at home, but I personally feel there's a lot more pressure on the interviewer than the interviewee. The interviewee can just kind of sit there and answer the kind of questions, you know, it's up to the interviewer, I think, to keep it moving along, to be I'm not saying I'm good at this as well. I, I don't. I, I have no idea as well if I'm decent or not. But in my in my my opinion, you know, I think it's just so important. The most important thing I think is to be listening, you know, and proactively be replying to what they're saying. You know, so like years ago, I was on like maybe a podcast, and they just had set questions, which they would just ask the question. The person would give, I would give the answer, and then they wouldn't ask anything about that answer. You know, so then they would just literally go on to the next question. I. For me, I think that's really not so good. So I think, yeah, just listening and just, you know, just finding that I, I just reply with what I'm interested in, you know, as well. So I know maybe some people would prefer like a TIR podcast to be more photography centric, which makes sense because it's you know from a, <laughs> a photography awards body community. But although we do talk about photography, for me, it's just as interesting or more than interesting to talk about, you know, them as people. You know, I, I really like that side of it um what else tip wise i think it's important to be yourself as a host as well you know so i'm you know just people probably i don't know what they think about me but i do <laughs> very silly bad dad jokes my voice goes up and down ridiculously you know and i don't know i'm just just me though i think and i think that's i think that's really important i think people want to hear and that's why as well what i love about the podcast is being able to give people a kind of um just just being able to give people an audience that they can just maybe a lot of people have are friends with these people on social media or they've seen them win awards but maybe they've not met them maybe they've not heard them speak maybe or anything and so i think it's lovely for people just to be able to hear people's voices all over the world hear their different approaches um yeah i love all that also another i I don't know other tip from me is that i just don't i don't have enough time to i don't edit them like really really strongly at all you know i do do minimal editing because it takes hours, as you know, doesn't it? It does take a long time. We have so many things to do. So, yeah, minimal editing for me. Um, 
Yeah, and then the promotion bit takes long, doesn't it? I think it's about getting all stuff set up for Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. But yeah, I just enjoy it and just interview, if, if, sort of reach out to the people that you want to hear from as well. Obviously, I I reach out to the community sometimes and ask if people have got ideas who they want to speak to, which is cool. And then I I do sometimes go and talk to them. But also, I just I've all the ones that I've done for so long are just been people that I've found interesting, whether that's from their work or maybe I've met them sometimes or I've seen them comment on other people's work or there's just something about them which is a bit different or so many reasons why I want to talk to someone I don't know how you you know how do you pick your how do you pick your people yeah it's tricky isn't it it's, I mean the same really at the minute and it's it's um it's hard because I try and pick different people as well like I you know there's always there's the same sort of people who are the big names and are great you know are fantastic speakers and works amazing and they're well known and I think they're they're great for your own promotion as well, in a way, obviously, mm -hmm. because they've got, you know, they've got a bigger following they share and they've got obviously fans as such, if you'd want to call it that, yeah. who will listen. So That's it's good true. for that in terms of numbers, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I do like to speak to other people because I know, you know, myself, that there's loads of people, even just local to me, who are like doing an amazing job and, you know, haven't really, you know, they don't speak at conferences or they haven't been on podcasts or they're not that, ma say, massively known about. Partly that might be their, for their own doing because they don't, you know, they necessarily want to be or... They yeah. just haven't really had the chance yet or they're not that known about, but they're doing, you know, an amazing job. And I just know them because they're local to me. So I'm kind of aware of them, you know, they shoot the same venues or whatever, that kind of thing. Um, I think they're really interesting. And, you know, for me, a lot yeah. of people, you know, even if someone's starting out in the first year, I think they'd be interesting people to speak to. Cause like, well, what, you know, what mm -hmm. are they doing at the for minute sure. to grow their business? Cause they're new. And what do they think of the industry, you know, is coming into it just now. And like, everyone's got something to give. I always think so. Mm. Yeah. I try and pick different people and mix that in with like, say the people who are, you know, who are just my friends or that I know or have heard of in other things. And like, like yourself, I know you've been on a lot of podcasts before, but and a lot of things before, but it's like, it's, it's weird to have a documentary podcast without Alan and Laura on, I think. So um, that was, <laughs> that was it. And the awards is interesting for just for me and obviously in general, because I'm still new to the world of running it. So I was like, it'd be, wow, this yeah. is basically just me picking your brains on like the awards, running a community <laughs> award, really. No, I think it's but, really interesting. I think that's really interesting to have like two people who run kind of awards, uh, yeah, bodies like we do to be talking to each other, and two people who do podcasts as well. So it's like it's proper like behind the veil, like you know, maybe people don't. I think we would find it interesting. Hopefully, hopefully you'll find it interesting out yeah, there. Yeah, let's know. Just, but yeah, the the, yeah. the nervous thing's interesting. Like say, I uh, I haven't been on anyone else's podcast, so I don't know. But I imagine that it wouldn't like say you just kind of answering the questions. It's not too bad, but. Yeah, for mm. me, I get really nervous and I'm still obviously very new to it. But um, yeah, I don't want to like say structure it too much. So I don't want to have loads of questions that I then like say I rely on. I'm kind of letting the conversation flow a little bit, which is a great tip. But um, so I have a few bullet points because obviously you never quite know as well how someone's going to be. So sometimes they might answer a bit, you know, it's an easier conversation flow, isn't it? Where sometimes it might not be. So you kind of need, I need something there that I can go back oh, to yeah. to talk about some questions, some bullet points. But um yeah it's hard so and then, true. yeah and then i'm trying to obviously like say i'm trying to listen to what you're saying and feed off that as well as like i'll make some notes if you say something i'm like oh yeah i'll mention that and so i'm trying to listen mm. to you and make the odd note and then i'm still like conscious of my bullet points and also conscious like worried about waffling too much and it suddenly it's like oh we've talked for an hour and a half and haven't hit the points we wanted to talk to or like yeah. it's yeah it's really like well, it's, it's you've, challenging you've got it's it nailed like there yeah, it is challenging. It, you don't seem nervous, though. Oh, <laughs> you <good>. don't seem <laughs> nervous. <laughs> but you got it nailed there. You're right. Yeah, have, I, like you, I have some set questions. So I do some research beforehand, you know, as like you mentioned before, if they've been on podcasts, if, you know, YouTube, going through their websites, Instagram and stuff and, and their awards and whatnot. So I make a little list of set questions that I, I that I want to ask them at some point. I, I sometimes might not go through them all. 
And then I have some other kind of general questions as well that I sort of mix it up uh, with as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> the nerves bit is is funny, isn't it? It's is funny. Like as I say, done over a hundred, but still really nervous for each one. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, well, that's doesn't bode well for me then. So it never goes away. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, as you said there about not waffling too much, I think that's really important. Um, I do think when I'm interviewing someone, I you know I, people have not tuned in to listen to me at all, and um, they listen to me enough, you know, by just being the host or whatnot. So I think it is really really important that I speak less than um than the the person that I'm interviewing definitely but again that's subjective and I'm having to stop myself now I might feel a bit ruder than maybe I am on a normal podcast is that you know you're saying things and I want to be asking you about what you're saying but then I'm conscious as well that you know I'm not interviewing you and stuff as well so we'll just have to reciprocate we'll have to have you on the TIR podcast and <laughs> yeah, I can definitely. ask you loads of questions then yeah, um, I and I feel more at ease then as well. yeah I'll win a few more awards first and then I'll feel like I'm worthy <laughs> of the uh the TIR no podcast, that's so. not a bit no no <laughs> we should do it I'd be we'll do it we'll do it yeah nice um but yeah so we'll move on for the podcast and set but yeah i've i wanted to give a little shout out to ollie knight's episode because obviously it's the most recent one uh they're, they're all great but yeah ollie's was fantastic wasn't it it was oh, so i mean so, i don't know him i know his work obviously but it sounds like the nicest guy um he's like mcdonald's yeah. game you did a little jingle and every, like so <laughs> such a good episode so yeah i definitely <laughs> recommend going and listening to that um oh yeah he's a dude but. Yeah, he's a dude. He's so nice. Got they should have that title of the loveliest guy in wedding photography. He's yeah, super nice. And, yeah, and like just the questions that I ask him after the answers he just did off the top of his head, like the tips and advice, and just yeah, he's yeah, he's awesome. Uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah it's literally like I would imagine it was like so well rehearsed, but obviously it wasn't, and like he just no. flowed really well. But yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a natural. So yeah, that was um, yeah. a really good episode. I, th but. I think it's good, by the way, as well, that you don't do what some people do. Uh, so you didn't send me any questions beforehand. That's what I, I don't do that either. Sometimes guests will ask me that. Can you send me questions before? And I'm always like, no, sorry. It's just not the way I do it. I just prefer people's natural reactions live rather than... I think it would feel stilted if they've rehearsed their answers. So yeah, I think that's important as well. Yeah. I mean, I could send them, like you say, if I sent them my bullet points, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to them probably because it'd be like, it's not really, it's not like a fleshed out thing really. It's more like, say, just to guide me if if I need to, kind of, you know, if I need to keep things moving or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, oh, another cool. thing that I do do though as well, just while it's on top of my head, is that I also ask, you know, I'll say, I've, I've got, I'm going to have questions for you, of course, but if there's anything specific that you want to talk about or want me to ask you about you know sometimes they'll have really interesting stuff that's not on their website and i can't research i say just let me know beforehand and then i'll just make a question out of it and then put it in naturally in the thing well. yeah that makes sense yeah sometimes i'll ask people if they've been on like podcasts or you know they've got youtube videos or anything out already that i can kind of watch back on but um sometimes it's obvious yeah. anyway usually i'll kind of know about it but um yeah sometimes i'll yeah. ask that for research but um yeah that's great. Um, you're talking so the Great Escape nine dots are running in Cornwall next year. So you're going to be talking. Is that nice to have something on your doorstep? Is it on your doorstep? I don't know. I only know Newquay. And that's well, it. Actually... So I'm sure Cornwall's a bigger <laughs> yeah, place no. than just Newquay, but um... <laughs> it is a bit bigger. And then my geography is awful. Uh, of uh, it's about I think it's about an hour and a quarter away from me. So it's yeah, not that's too good. bad. Yeah, exciting to have something down here. It's cool that the guys are running their first kind of. Um, retreat type thing in Cornwall yeah looking forward to talking I have no idea what I'm going to talk about yet <laughs> sorry if uh we're all Andy are listening now but it is it's months away and um yeah I'm looking forward to do it I always get so nervous talking man so nervous speaking I even get nervous kind of rehearsing like the week before I literally feel nerves as I'm rehearsing it and writing it which is so weird I'll get you know I get really nervous for my workshops even that I do and I've been doing them for years um I don't know I think it's just part 
it's just part of you, isn't it? If you're, I think when you've met, I don't come across a nervous character when we meet just socially, do I? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think you seem pretty confident but yeah i'm sure you do in your workshops as well when you do them i'm sure when you get to it it's probably fine isn't it yeah. i think it's more the anticipation isn't it of i don't know you don't want people to be disappointed in they're paying money and coming to see you and like exactly I yeah don't know, you, it, feel, you know it's a you feel pressure man you do even though i'm very lucky you know i've had lovely feedback over the years i've done it but every time every single time you just feel oh man are people gonna like this at all is anything gonna resonate with them are they gonna just sit there thinking this guy knows absolutely nothing you know it's and, and, even though you've been doing it for so long you just feel like that and i feel like i know you, you mentioned the phrase imposter syndrome earlier and it's but it's just true i do feel like that in running tir i feel like that in doing my own wedding photography it's just a thing that is just in in you or not i think and yeah i don't know do you have any advice scott on getting over imposter syndrome <laughs> i really don't i mean I, it's funny <laughs> isn't it when i took over this uh, the biggest thing for me before mm. i decided to take it over was like people just gonna be like who the hell is this guy like why is he you know i'm not known in the industry at all and it's just like yeah why is this guy now taking over everyone's just gonna you know all the members will just leave and that'll be that and i'll you know <laughs> run into the ground within a year and so that was like yeah that was a big thing and even like say entering awards anything really i get it i still get nervous before weddings i still get nervous definitely with the podcast like anything i do really i think yeah i don't have great tips on it but um i suppose uh <laughs> i mean ollie was saying in his episode wasn't he with you where you know about that work-life balancing and maybe some of that plays into it when you if you can get away from the world a little bit of, of wedding photography because I think Rahul actually mentioned it when you were talking as well where I know you said I wonder if he's listening but I know you said he doesn't listen to wedding photography podcasts because he likes to, to get <laughs> yeah, space so he won't, won't be, be listening, listening. <laughs> but uh but yeah like I think that because for me especially with now with PKR you know especially in the summer it's like you know I'm, I'm shooting weddings I'm recording the podcast I'm sorting the awards uh, you know and then full circle back to the editing and back to the shooting again and so on like it, i feel like i almost get it's relentless no break from the wedding photography world um so i imagine that's probably not a bad thing to try and have a bit of that time and you know just to to almost forget about everything have a bit of whether it's family time or holidays yeah. or whatever you want to do but maybe that that's would true. help a little bit i don't know um yeah no i think, I think that that's definitely true when I begin things, you know, I'd still, as you know, nervous at every single wedding. You know, I've done like over 350, whatnot, 360. Nervous at every single one. But as soon as you start, it's always fine. And I always say that to myself, right? It's always fine now. But it's still, it's still just in there in me. I don't know. Yeah, I know some people say nerves are a good thing. It means that you're still like excited about what you do. It still means you you really value it. And and well, I, 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 I see what they're talking about, but I still wish they didn't exist. Yeah. It would be, I'd, I'd love it if I didn't get nervous for stuff, man. I would love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's all good. And the nine dots thing in um, in Cornwall will be really cool. Just the fact that everyone's going to kind of be together, staying together. It's going to be a level um, kind of element of, of bonding. You know, people bond at nine dots anyway, but then often they're not kind of, you know, staying together, as I mentioned in the rule. And so it's going to be different, I think. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Are you you not coming? You're not coming though. I'm not coming. No, only because I've got yeah. Like I have to limit what I can do. Really, my kids are three and two, so they're not even you know not in full time school yet or anything. So it's always a challenge. Sarah works, and so I have to sort of be wary of how many times I can go off to places and stuff. But um, but yeah, the TIR Christmas party is on my to do list of uh. Something oh, to you get should to, come hopefully. This year. Yeah, hopefully they can try and yeah. get this year because obviously December is usually quite quiet anyway for like weddings and stuff. So hopefully, um, 
yeah, I hope I can no, make it this cool. year. But um, that'll be good. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be it'll be great. So you mentioned your workshop. So you've obviously run a lot previously. You've got a couple this year. So Manchester sold out. Is there like a waiting list? Is that a thing? Do you do or yeah, the, yes, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that I get a massive waiting list, but yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you know one or two will go on there, and then some. If some one drops out, then yeah, I offer them first dibs. So cool. yes, Manchester sold out. So but if people yeah do do want to contact me to go on the reserve list, but I'm also doing one in Cornwall. Thanks for letting me plug it on the yeah, do one in Cornwall <laughs> on eleven. Uh, 11th of October uh, this year and there's still some places left for that in lovely Cornwall always sunny in October uh, people want to make the journey down but yeah yeah, I've, I've, yeah I mean I, I think every, almost everyone way. I've had on this podcast is uh you know has mentioned uh your workshop law school is like one of the best things they've ever done especially when you know in regards to documentary wedding photography whether it's like changing the way they've completely shot weddings to be more documentary or they already shoot documentary but it's just improved their you know, how they shoot massively and everyone, you know, really like, and obviously a lot of people who are very well known now, documentary wedding photographers, have, you know, raved about it as being a fantastic workshop. So yeah, I'm sure. Oh, that's nice. It'd be very worthwhile. Again, it's on my list. So um, yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, man. And lovely of you to say that as well. And lovely that people have mentioned it when they've been on the podcast as well. It's, uh, it's a really cool. Yeah. Thing. Do you enjoy yeah, it? Is it, so how much does it change each time? Are you kind of, is it a f- fairly similar structure each time? Do you find that you tweak it a lot is it i imagine like i, I don't it's, know it's as good as it is right so i don't know well <laughs> no, i mean it was all right when i did my first one i did was like 2014 or whatnot so i have added or edited uh to every year um sometimes i've done multiple workshops in a year so i've not edited like really in between yeah. those generally but generally once i've got to a new year um yeah some things are less valid now you know the some things have changed and whatnot or i've just got better things to think about or i'm at a wedding i think or this would be interesting to talk about at a workshop as well so i'll add that in so i i think it's got better it's got bigger and bigger so i think it's like i, I don't know it's about 640 slides in it i think but this is that so there's a lot to talk about and that's one reason why i don't um have you know most workshops have a shooting element and one reason I don't is that I have so much to talk through. Uh, there wouldn't be time, but also because I don't do posing. So I don't see the point of getting two people in to, when I don't pose them as well. And personally, again, this is just something you mentioned earlier. You've got to do things, I think, as, as you see them. When I went to workshops years ago, I went to quite a few and, and they were great. But the least favorite part for me was always the shooting time. I just found that just for me just not so interesting um so yeah i thought i'd just do a workshop but no shooting it's but it's still very practical because it's all about real things you can do real things you can look at to maybe change or hopefully improve the way you shoot um and the business side as well but also as i said before workshops are so subjective so i don't the way i do my workshops i'm not saying this is how you should be doing it at all you know it really really isn't and I make that point right from the beginning. This this is just how I do it. This is what kind of works for me. These are just my opinions on it all. So hopefully people take some bits from it and make it their own as well. What is also good when I've been to workshops is to see things that you know you don't want to do as well. And, 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 and that can be valid as well. So it's, yeah, it's all good. I think workshops are scary because you're putting yourself out there. Every time I put one on for sale, I'm like, oh man, you know, no one's going to book on. Every time I feel like that as well. So it's always scary doing that thing. But you know, as you mentioned, you probably you listened to that episode of Raw. I am just a mega firm believer of just going for things. You know, the worst that can happen is that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. So, but you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's all good. 
So I do babble a bit. I'm so used to being on my podcast and just not <laughs> talking know, like that. It's good. really weird. It's, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's really good. I say this on my Zooms, by the way, as well, if people are interested, is that I say, by by the way, I have a lot to talk about on a Zoom, but I don't talk like this on the wedding day. I'm very, very quiet. And that is the way I work. So I say to them, I will say, if someone says hello to me, I will reply to them. I'm not rude like that. But generally, after saying hello to you in the morning, I'm just super quiet, you know, and I, I, I talk about the benefits of the silent cameras then as well and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, yeah. actually. Because, I mean, I, I sort of say now on my Zooms a little bit, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but it's something along the lines of, yeah, like this, you know, this initial meeting is really i see it as like me selling uh, you know me getting across my style to you how i work and selling myself and then you know after you book or whatever that's you know it becomes all about you it's all about you and your family and your wedding and you know it's and that kind of thing so mm. yeah similar i guess isn't it where it's a you're not you know i don't want to think like oh god he, he never stops talking that guy we don't want him at our yeah. wedding because you know it's no, like exactly. oh, it's very different but yeah yeah because yeah. i see Good the zooms point. they've seen your work they kind of know most of the time whether they're going to go for you or not so they're just finding out if you're a decent person so i don't think it's that important on the zooms to be talking about you know how professional you are or whatnot or, or selling yourself how many awards you've won or whatnot i think basically for me it's just about talking to them asking them about their wedding showing interest in their wedding showing that you're just hopefully just a nice normal person you know and i think that's the that's the thing of the zooms really yeah yeah Oh, great tip. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alan, for your time. Um, I want to we'll jump on, just talk a tiny bit um, in the members bit about, um, yeah, a little bit more about awards, I think, and entering awards and um, marketing and leads as usual and stuff. So we'll have a little chat. So if you are a PKI member uh, and you're listening uh, to your members version, then stay, you know, stay listening and we'll chat to Alan a little bit more about that. But, um, but yeah, just thanks so much. And please go and check out all the links. So Alan's website, all the links to law school, um, down in Cornwall, October 11th. Go and have a look. Um, the link's in the chat for that. And yeah, and just I really appreciate your time, mate. It's some, uh, yeah, it's been very interesting for me. So hopefully other people agree. Oh, yeah, I hope so as well. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on here. Really cool. Thank you. Really no worries. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the podcast show. We hope that you did on top and go. Oh, halfway through the episode. We hope that you'll join us next time. That would be mighty fine.